Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello, it's the week of May 31st, 2021, Memorial Day. Thank you so much for listening this week. I am joined by our regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons. Hello, and how are you both today? Alive and kicking, Molly, and I'm glad to hear you're doing well. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's been a little bit of time since our last podcast. We're we're actually more than our normal two weeks out. Just had some scheduling difficulties, so apologize for that. But that means we've probably got a lot more to talk about. So I'm I'm gonna hand off to you guys. It sounds like you've got some stuff on your mind that you'd like to share with our listeners this week. Well, yes. We were kind of chatting before we, we turned the the mics on here that it feels longer than three weeks since the last time we, we got to do this. It feels like an eternity for me. But anyways, um, a lot has changed. I, I think we kind of left off on, um, I think our final note was was gratefulness and thankfulness and uh, tied in with uh, heavy levels of exhaustion. And I think the market kind of followed suit from that. Um, really, since our last podcast, we've seen the market really kind of settle on a lot of items in a lot of places throughout the U.S. and, and throughout Canada. Mainly, I would say the South um, when you, in regards to yellow pine and then out of uh, Western and Eastern Canada as well. So we left off, we had order files into where we're talking about now and, and maybe extended another one to, to two to three weeks, depending on the sawmill. And again, depending on the item, really more speaking directly about spruce, uh, both Eastern and Western. The order file's been, been caught up to, and, and as I'm sure a lot of our listeners are aware of, we've had some softening in pricing in the market on four inch and six inch. Um, both out of the east and west, and then also on studs out of the south. Heavy softening in prices on narrows, 4-inch, 6-inch. We'll say some 8-inch as well. 10-inch is uh, still a tough item to come by. But the overall trend right now is is the market has softened a bit on a lot of key driver items that our users are are, um, buying and searching for on a daily basis. So my main thing that I'm I'm noticing or, or what's really kind of slowed up the supply chain has been transportation. I know we've talked about it week after week, but we've got a situation where we're just kind of at a standstill in a lot of major shipping locations along the eastern seaboard and throughout the south um, and even up and through the middle of America. You've got reloads that are at capacity and can't take shipments and you've got a lot of posted loads and not a lot of trucks to to grab these products. And so we've kind of Hit a hit a wall here per se, in, in regards to getting products through the pipeline and getting them into the customers' yards, and then back out onto projects or back into manufactured products. And so you've got a delay right now where people are just trying to get their products really delivered, and before they're ready to hop in and buy some new wood at some new lower prices, which is great to see. But folks are like, "Hey, I'd love to get the wood that I've already got on order with X Sawmill or wholesaler, or whoever it could be." And so that's the challenge we're facing right now. Uh, liquidity overall, day in and day out so far, is, is still good. Uh, business is still good in the field. Houses are, are the demand is still there. The over-shoulder trade out of uh, your Home Depots and Lowe's has quieted a bit, even though reporting, um, you know, obviously big first quarter wins. People, again, I think we've left off. They're, they're more thinking about taking some time away from the home or the or place of business and relaxing a little bit. So... Bottom line is throughout the South with pine, you know, where prices are coming back and I would say out of Canada and uh, that is the overall trend as well. And again, some items are still very tight out there for our trust, trust builders. MSR is still a tougher item to find. 
you're starting to find more coming to market. But with that said, prices are less susceptible than I would say to a number one or a number two grade in, in yellow pine. Um, MSR is still bringing a premium and availability is still difficult. So I think right now, the, the, you know, what we've got to kind of focus on, I guess, or not focus on, but be aware of is that we've got to get this wood through the system. But I think there's still a, a, a very good opportunity to buy wood right now. And that's what I, I see it as is an opportunity to get back, get some wood purchased at a lower price point, average cost down. But I, I do still think it's a time that, that folks should stay active in the market and bringing in some values um, that are being offered that are out there and taking advantage of those. Because I think before we know it, um, there'll be another surge of buying. And I still think we have the fundamental supply issues that outweigh the 1.7 plus million permits that have been pulled and business that we know is on the books and needs to be bought and purchased for that hasn't been done yet. Um, and so it's coming, but we've got some a correction happening here on a lot of items and um, we've got to get wood shipped and processed through the system right now. Just piggybacking on that one, Molly, I think Justin said opportunity is probably the best way to describe what's going on. Out in the West, we're not feeling uh, the market choppiness or the price discovery nearly as much as the Eastern traders or the spruce kind of side of the market. Doug Fur is still very, very firm. Mills are not sweaty whatsoever to find help or a price or, you know, they're really leaning on deep order files into the late summer and sitting pretty cool to tell you the truth. Customers, some have some wood, some need to buy some wood. I mean... Just like Justin's talking about working the wood through the pipeline out west, it's like our our market digestion is like a cobra eating an elephant. I mean, it's almost like clockwork at the beginning of every month, sometime between the second and the fifth, we get a day or a few hours or some little blip of choppiness. And the guys who take advantage of that opportunity walk away with some really good deals. And then the market has enough footing to start going back up. I don't necessarily think a lot of these Doug Fur or other high-grade trust products in the West are going to skyrocket up further. We're at the point where a lot of products are kind of lingering around that $2,000, 1000 mark where a lot of guys have drawn the line in the sand. But, you know, a lot of the people we're working with are still selling at record levels, even through June and as they work through into July. So guys are busy. I don't think mills have any uh, plethora of wood wholesalers, from what I can tell, don't have a ton of wood in the pipeline. Reloads on the West Coast are very full. Uh, but the question there is, is that wood sitting in the reload sold or unsold? I definitely have guys with wood at reloads that we put on for summer to stay ahead of the market and they got to pick that wood up. So that could be a little deceiving if you drive by the reload and see a bunch of units out there. Could be accounted for. As far as grades go, MSRs pretty tight. Better in two by six, a little bit of two by four. The wides is very, very tight. Select truck wides, super tight. Uh, select truck two by six is pretty fair, playing pretty true to print. Uh, two by four number one's an interesting story. From what I'm seeing, there's still almost nothing out on the market. I have heard kind of hoes and hums throughout and ripples of I'm hearing this number, I'm seeing this, and not not anything I'm seeing from my desk working with each of those sawmills and, and pushing that product to quite a few customers throughout the West Coast. But, you know, there's a little bit different tone to that one this week. We'll see how that shakes out through the next week or two. I think the most kind of the hottest headline I got for you out of the West is Webstock. Nearly impossible to acquire. As soon as, you know, one load shows up on the trading floor, it's liquid five times over. You know, a guy 
you know, you'll have two guys in the, the market. It was kind of destined for one guy 500 miles away and a guy 1,500 miles away that wants it. That's been the one product that really stands out as is overly strong as we keep moving. Sevens are a little more abundant than sixes. Fives and fours are almost unicorns at this point. I've probably seen one load in the last two months that have fours and fives on it. So if, if any trust manufacturers or lumber buyers for trust manufacturing companies see fours and fives, I think that's a great value. I think that's that's what I got for you out of the West. Well, thank you. That's a really good recap after a bit of a time away. And it sounds like something's a little better, something's not better at all. Transportation continuing to be that proverbial thorn. You know, we talked a little bit before we came online this afternoon. I just wondered if you, either of you, had anything you'd like to add to the conversation about the potential for, you know, some some higher tariffs on Canadian softwood lumber imports. Um, I know the announcement came through, what, maybe May 20th, 21st-ish, but it sounds like, you know, that's something that would take a long time to actually be put into effect just because of the review process. But I'm curious what you guys are hearing and what you have to add. Yeah, and that's it's an ongoing thing, been going on for many years and will go on for many, many more years. And I don't ultimately think it, it um, we've got bigger problems um, and I don't think at least what I've seen in the in the past has made a huge difference in regards to the amount of lumber coming in and out. I think it's just an overall lack of supply out of Canada is ultimately the the main driver. But you know, if they can sell all their wood on the Canadian side, they're probably going to do that. I don't think that's going to be the case, and they'll still enter the U.S. market regardless of what it is. But we'll see how it shakes out. But um, yeah, I mean, this is just stuff that's been going on for forever, and will continue to. But anytime we go on big runs or we're in markets and it's not really something that's really talked about because I don't, I personally don't believe it's as big of a, a deal that maybe I'm just. I'm with Justin. I agree. It's kind of just part of, part of the biz. I would hope, obviously we don't raise tariffs. I think lumber is pretty expensive. I don't think there's anyone uh, dumping product in the market by any place. A little extra product yeah. could probably help us out. So that'd be interesting. I mean, you hear a lot about the, you know, home builders associations and whatnot lobbying in DC for us to get a little reprieve from the market conditions. It would be interesting to see if the administration put in something that, you know, made it a little bit more difficult to acquire product in the US. But that said, I'm with Justin. It's kind of a moot point in the fact that it's just a consistent part that we always deal with and it gets kind of absorbed without notice. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. One of the things we do when we wrap up, which I, I always like to do, is talk a little bit about how our folks can be planning for the next couple of weeks. But I want to take that a step further this time and just say, you know, obviously we're not out of the woods with regard to pricing. I don't Is that a bad thing to say when you're talking about lumber? I like it. Let's see what you did there. Out in our neck of the woods. We really like that reference. Do you? Okay. Well, then there you go. So some lumber humor for everybody today. <laughs> um, but when we do, you know, when prices start coming down out of the sky so to speak, you know, what advice would you have for lumber purchasers? You know, what insights do you have on how, I mean, and, and this could probably apply to what they're doing short term as well. What can they do to manage their inventory and sort of not avoid this in the future, obviously, but just, you know, some tips on how to go about this in the future to potentially prevent some of the situations they're in now, or even just sort of deal with the fact that maybe wood is more available and a little more affordable at the time. I would tell any buyer of trust lumber to do exactly what I would do last weekend before the holiday and I was buying steaks. If you see a, a butcher's special on something on sale that you know you're going to eat, buy it. 
because I, I don't honestly think that this market's going to change much in the next 12 to 16 months. It will a little bit. It's going to be choppy. But in a year from today, when we're recording this podcast, we're still going to be talking about the same kind of tone to stuff. So if you see an opportunity, be a killer and take it. Don't sit on your hands and let it pass you by. Yeah, and I think I, you know, I, I feel like I hope we've answered this question pretty well because I, I, and I always love it because it's, it's obviously it's very, it's important. But we've had a, the ability to kind of feel the market pretty well. I mean, again, it was that we've been on, on unprecedented times and an unprecedented run, but I don't really feel like I don't personally know a lot of people that got too far over their skis and many reasons for that the cost of lumber of course credit lines being pushed the the inability to get over yeah. inventory and i don't know how many people are going like oh i'm going to run around and buy you know 6 months worth of inventory at record highs and even we've been in record highs for a long time here but i guess the, what i'm saying is is i think that you know when you have someone trusted that you, you can believe in or a couple of few sources of good people that you deal with and you have dealt with over the years you, you take as much of that that information as you can to process to make a, a smart decision for your business. And I know the the story that we've been telling our customers, and I'm, I'm proud of that story, and I wouldn't change it. couldn't go back and change it because I think we put our customers in the right position f- for their businesses. So I think ultimately to be able to answer that question accurately, you've got to have someone that you can trust in and confide in and, and be open with about your business. And so they can do what they do, whether it's it's us or, or someone else that spends 12 to you know 14 hours a day trading lumber and talking to people about lumber and you know you, you'd be in pretty good you know spot i guess so i think most of my customers at this point are see this as an opportunity and they're working through some wood that they've got but at the same time business is still coming behind it and more wood will get bought we're going to pick some spots that we like and and try to uh to make it happen for them so stay aggressive to ken's point I think if you get some deals and they make sense for you and it's a product that you're using and you like the price point, you can bring your average cost down. And and if you get another great deal in two or three weeks, great. And grab that one, too, and keep heading down. And when you when you have someone that you feel is, is on the ball and says, hey, this is the time we want to want to pile on a couple extras, probably should. I mean, depending if he's worth a lick. So be ready to roll. And I hope business is treating everyone well out there still. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where things go in the next few weeks, right? As school is winding down and some of the COVID restrictions are lifting in various places and we're just sort of, we are really finally trying to figure out what new normal looks like, right? So That's right. Well, and people want to get out and it's like, how many times do you want to do the deck or the fence? Like it's time to, you know, go get out and see something and do something and, you know, maybe give somebody a hug. Yeah, hugs are good, aren't they? <laughs> Haven't had one in years. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys. This is always great chatting with you about lumber and whatever else comes up. Usually barbecues, which we somehow missed this week, but that's okay. And always is good about bringing food into the equation. <laughs> steaks today, but I'm actually eating a uh, sub sandwich as we record this right now. Well, we were down on the wild animal thing this time, but that's okay. I got this. <laughs> as long as it's not blue and peanut butter, we're good. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Justin, Ken, as always, wonderful. I appreciate your insights today. To our listeners, if you have questions, we always want you to send those in and we'll try to get them answered in the next couple of weeks. Until next time, have a great evening. Thanks, Molly. Awesome. You too. Thanks, guys. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, 
send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.